Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Lowry Sweeney. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. The Atari 2600. Now get up to $30 in rebate offers plus a free Pac-Man. Before we get started, I want to really quickly do like a podcast update. Um, Switching my podcast host has caused caused a little bit of a snafu and so some of the podcast clients are not picking up new episodes i'm i'm working with those uh podcast apps and trying to get them to recognize the new rss feed so that the apps come or so that the shows come through uh one of those is spotify i've had a lot of people reach out and say hey bill your your newest shows aren't showing up in spotify in fact your podcast disappeared altogether I reached out to uh, Spotify and they said that they would get back to me as soon as they could. So hopefully we'll get that stuff fixed very, very soon. In the meantime, most apps are still able to download the show. So if you use Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Pocket Casts or uh, Stitcher or anything like that or the Anchor app, uh, you should be getting the shows no problem. And the the worst possible the worst case scenario if um if you use one of those apps and you're not getting those new and you know you probably can't hear this but maybe you're watching it on YouTube um but the worst case scenario is you just unsubscribe and then resubscribe and it should be all set so uh hopefully we get everything worked out and at the end of the day we're all set but uh, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew what was going on so now that we've got that out of the way I want to talk about prices. Uh, This is a discussion that I had the other day on Twitter with somebody and we were kind of disagreeing on what the price of a link, uh, um, Link's Awakening should be. And I, I can see where they're coming from. I think that there's a lot of people who play a game and then when that game gets remade, which is going to happen, Games are going to get remade, especially as the gaming industry matures. The uh, games that people played when they were younger, they're going to be like, man, I loved that game so much. I want to put my spin on it. And, And then that's going to happen. So as the gaming industry matures and we start seeing more and more of these remakes, I think it's safe to say that there's always going to be an argument about how much people should be willing to spend on a game and on a remake of a game and I think that that's definitely something that comes up to personal interpretation you know five dollars to somebody is a mountain and five dollars to somebody else is like not even worth bending down and picking up the 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 amount of money that people or the amount of value that people put on a certain denomination depends on what their situation is like. That's why I never really talk about how much a game costs when I recommend it or not. Um, I don't like to th- I don't like to look at a game and say, "Oh, it costs this much dollars, then you should get this many hours out of it." And that's because a dollar is worth a different amount to different people. So. 
when I look at a remake, I, I try and look at it through the lens of a lot of money and time and effort goes into remaking a game, especially when it's crossing a large, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A large spance of, or a large span of uh, hardware. So for instance, let's say that tomorrow there was a whole new remake of Duck Hunt for the Nintendo Switch. Now, Duck Hunt is a game that came out back in 1984, I believe, for the Famicom, and then in the U.S. in 1985 as a launch title uh, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And we haven't seen anything from Duck Hunt since. The closest we got was Super Scope for the Super Nintendo, but we haven't seen another Duck Hunt game. And, and if Nintendo, you know, you look at what Nintendo just did with Tetris 99, where you are, where you're playing against 99 other people and they're using this free game to entice people to check out Nintendo Switch Online. Well, what if they did the same kind of thing with Duck Hunt? Obviously not Duck Hunt 99, but what if there was an online multiplayer Duck Hunt game where people were controlling the birds and you were controlling uh, shooting at them? I think that that would be kind of cool. And that would be a remake. And I, I realize now that my, my argument's kind of falling apart because I'm using the Tetris 99 model, which is free. But let's just pretend that we had to pay for these games. Do you think that paying for an experience like that is worth the price of a full game. Now, the price of a full game varies. Sometimes it's $60, sometimes it's $40, sometimes it's $20. I just bought um, Wargroove, which is a mountain of a game for $20. That's its full price. So full price does not always mean $60, but I guess the question that I'm asking in my own weird rambling way is should a game cost less because there was a version of it that existed in the past? And I guess the argument that I say, or, or my, my answer to that question is not necessarily. I, if, if you think that paying full price for a game that has existed in the past at some point, like a remake, like Link's Awakening. If you think that paying full price for that game is too much because you've experienced it already, then by all means, just pass on it. You've already played the game. There's no reason for you to go back unless you want to experience it again. For me, I never played Link's Awakening. It completely passed me by. It was something that I've been interested in, but I've never actually pulled the trigger on it. And, well, that's not true. I played like a little tiny bit of it. Um, and, and now I'm really excited that it's coming to the Nintendo Switch and I'm going to be able to play it. And I think it's perfectly reasonable for Nintendo to charge full price for it. Now, the next argument that somebody might say is, well, Bill, look at Final Fantasy IX. Final Fantasy IX just came out, and that's not full price. That's 
Okay, well, how do you know that $20 isn't full price? I don't know. Uh, but my real argument for that is look at the port they did. They did a sloppy, weak, uh, slapdash port. Uh, they took what was already ported to the PC and they brought it to the Nintendo Switch. Known bugs and all. And I don't think that Nintendo is the type of company that would do that. They also are bringing a game that is easy to port. Like, they already have done the work to port this game before. Porting it to one more system, that's not really a big deal. So, again, I can understand why that's only $20. They want to sell that to as many people as they can. When we look at Link's Awakening, that thing started out on, gosh, I think it's 160 by 160 screen, which is really small. There are only four colors in the game, four, and they're jumping generations so far to the Nintendo Switch where, my God, it looks like a 1940s uh, claymation holiday special. It's an amazing jump from one to the next. Now, if they were just porting like a straight up port of Link's Awakening to the Nintendo Switch where you played it like in a little square box on your screen and that was full price, I would say, oh, Nintendo, what are you doing here? But what they've done is quite a bit. And all of this argument comes before we even have any idea what it's going to cost. We don't know if it's going to be $60 or $40 or $20. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying that $40 is a fair price for it and $60 is too much. And I disagree. I think, I mean, <laughs> let me let me make sure that I'm clear here. I'm crystal clear. I would be perfectly happy to pay less for it. But I'm also willing to pay $60 because the amount of work that has to go into making it, like, they have to remake everything from the ground up. There's nothing that they can use other than the storyline and the dialogue. Everything else, and, and maybe the maps, but just like the maps as a concept, because they still have to remake the maps. Everything that they do in that game, it's not like they're going to take the code of the old Link's Awakening and do a couple of tweaks and then boom, Bob's your uncle, you've got a new game. That's not how it's going to work. They're rebuilding this from the ground up. And I think that that's worth full price. At least it is to me. And I know that there's a lot of people to disagree with me. And if you disagree with me, I would love to hear from you. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can disagree with me right down below. If you are listening to this on the podcast, email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can shout at me on Twitter. All right. I can't wait to hear and see what you guys think. I see some people in uh, our live chat are talking to me. Uh, so let's see. Um, Lego Lawyer says $60. Whoops. A whole new aspect ratio as well. Uh, think of a VHS to DVD, the Blu-ray movies, not necessarily cheaper as it goes. And actually, that's that's funny because uh, when you go from, from VHS to DVD, like the cost to the manufacturer to make those things is actually lower and we pay more for them. And, you know, here's an analogy I said on Twitter and people were like, that's apples and oranges. But 
when they remake a, a movie that we've seen before, like let's say the Italian job, should the ticket price of the Italian job be less just because somebody may have watched that movie in the past? I don't think so. I think that there's a lot of work that goes into making the sequel or the remake, I mean, of the Italian job. Uh, let's go back to chat. Uh, Batchild says, I think it is certainly worth $60, but I feel like they are going to come out with a budget title with it. Target younger audiences too. I think they are going to use Link's Awakening to target 3DS players to make the Switch pun intended. Uh, if games... If the game will sell at 60, then it will be sold at 60, full stop. I think Link's Awakening can and absolutely will sell at 60, but I don't think the hardcore are the target. I think Breath of the Wild is the $60 game, and the target audience is the hardcore. The Link's Awakening art style is not an accident either. I know it's not an accident. It's gorgeous, and I think it's fantastic. And I know that there's some people who are complaining about it, but I don't know what you guys are seeing because I see a beautiful game. Uh, Pakio in chat says, I am confident Nintendo will make a remarkable port totally worth $60 or $100 if they release a special edition. Um, no, thank you. I don't want to spend more than $60 on it. But you know what? I'm all for there being options out there for people who want to spend more money as long as it doesn't mean that gameplay is taken away from me. Nintendo's never really done that, though. Um, Last thing, Batchild says, I think $60 is fair. $40 is a great price to accomplish what I think they want to accomplish with it. Get younger gamers to buy a Switch, grab older gamers back, and make a buck for the next Zelda's budget. Um, so one other thing that I want to talk about is a lot of people say that Link's Awakening is a relatively short game. And we're going to go right back to the beginning of this segment and what I talked about and the fact that I said, I don't think that that you should have a, a, a dollar figure in mind, at least I don't, dollar per hour. Like that does that's not how it works for me because every person a dollar's worth a different amount. Anyway, we talked about this for a while. Let's talk about something else. Hello, look. Hey, listen. Game Informer's senior editor uh Imran Khan was talking to Kinda Funny Games Daily Show. And he had this very interesting quote that a lot of people are jumping on. Uh, he said, let me hint at something, I guess. And this comes from, from Nintendo Everything. It says, let me hint at something, I guess. This is a thing that I'm going to write up at some point as soon as I get some more sources on it. But there's a game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo is reviving. And it's not one of the people, it's not one that people would expect. It's very much a title that was dead and buried, very officially canceled. Uh, he then added, he's heard enough about this game that he's almost sure it exists again. Now, keep in mind, this is rumor. All right, it's just rumor. Um, he has said some things in the past that have turned out to be true, but it's just a rumor. Now... <laughs> Nintendo Insider is taking this one step further, and they are talking about the idea that it could be Scalebound. Now, if you don't know what Scalebound is, this was a game that was going to be a Microsoft exclusive. It was done, it was being made by Platinum Games, and then Scalebound was canceled by Microsoft. 
and a lot of people were really looking forward to uh, Scalebound. Uh, basically, you are this person who has some kind of psychic link with a dragon or something, and the combat looked really, really cool, and it looked like it was pretty far along in development, so people were irritated that it had suddenly been canceled. Um, the thing, uh, the thing about this here, uh, where, where is it? Here we go. Is this, this is from Nintendo Insider. It says, as far as I'm aware, the Scalebound trademark was renewed, but soon had to be abandoned thanks to Microsoft being unable to state what they would use it for. So basically, if you have a trademark, you either have to make a new thing, state that you're making a new thing, or release that trademark so that somebody else can have it. That way, somebody can't just go ahead and trade, like some somebody couldn't i couldn't just claim uh nintendo switchcraft as a trademark and then do absolutely nothing with it for an extended period of time because then that would go away i would lose that trademark um same thing why every once in a while you'll you'll hear news that oh and, and you'll hear it on this show too nintendo just renewed the trademark on the n64 or the you know, the logo for Rob the Robot or something like that. And then everybody gets all hyped up and they're like, I wonder if this means that we're getting the N64 Classic or if we're going to get a new uh, video game that focuses on Rob the Robot, that kind of thing. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's just because they don't want somebody else making it. So they have to renew the trademark and say, this is what we would use it for. Most of the time, Nintendo does this to say things like... Um, to, to do merchandising. So as long as they make a shirt or something like that, that has the N64 logo or Rob the Robot on it, then nobody else can take that because Nintendo owns the trademark. They don't have to turn it into a game. So according to Nintendo Insider, Scalebound had a trade or Microsoft had a trademark on Scalebound and they had renewed it because they were planning on making a game, but then when they canceled the game, the the trademark just, I guess, evaporated because Microsoft said, well, we don't have anything that we want to do with it. So that means that um, if that's true, then Platinum Games could continue their work on Scalebound and get a new publisher uh, in, in the case, you know, Microsoft was the publisher and now there's rumors that it could be Nintendo publishing it and that Scalebound could become a Switch exclusive. Now, again, it's a rumor. I have no idea if it's true. Um, I'm skeptical. I'm very skeptical at this. Um, the idea that Nintendo is reviving a dead franchise, that's not a huge surprise to me. Nintendo always kind of holds on to the stuff that they have kept in the in you know in their locker they've got this stuff that's been sitting in the locker for years and years and years and every once in a while they go back and they look at that and they say hey you know what let's go ahead and bring this out because this would be really cool and so then they put all the work into it and they release a game and we're like oh my gosh i forgot about this thing what a gem nintendo tends to do that the idea of of them releasing a game that has previously been thought of as completely dead not surprising. The idea that it would be a previously Microsoft uh, Xbox exclusive and now it's coming to the Nintendo Switch as an exclusive instead, now that would be surprising. 
I don't know if this report from Nintendo Insider is fact that the trademark has uh, evaporated or not, but if it has, just from the video footage that I've seen from Scalebound, that looks pretty damn cool, and it looks pretty compelling too. So I think that that would be a very, very interesting idea. Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo Entertainment System. And it is time for the lightning round. This is where I talk less and go over more topics. I'm going to go lightning round these last few things. The first one says that is is it's coming from... Um, basically, there was a quote on the official Nintendo podcast, the Nintendo Power podcast. Um, and they, they had Bill Trinan on there. If you don't know who Bill Trinan is, he works at Nintendo Treehouse and he formerly was, uh, Mr. Miyamoto's tra- uh, translator. Um, so he, he, you know, he's a pretty high up at Nintendo and he was on the Nintendo power podcast. That's the official one. And they were talking about games that are coming out. And Bill Trinan said this, and this this comes from uh, Nintendo Enthusiast. And um, you can also watch or listen to the podcast and, and hear him talk about this. But this is what Bill said. He said, because to me, I look at Astral Chain, which is by Platinum Games. We're talking about a lot of Platinum Games this episode. Uh, I look at Astral Chain and I see the kind of intense action game that historically you haven't seen a lot of on Nintendo platforms with this collaboration of platinum games, being able to bring stuff like that and knowing that they mentioned, of course, Bayonetta three, which is still in the works. It really helps us round out the library overall of what's available on Nintendo switch. And of course, that's another game that's maybe coming a little bit sooner than people had had anticipated later this year. Okay, so first off, based on what he said here, it seems like Bayonetta 3 is also coming out this year. They did, but but then people would say, well, how come they didn't show anything in the direct? And I think let, let's let's just pretend for a second. Y'all got your imagination caps on. Let's just pretend for a second that Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year. Okay, we're just going to pretend on that for a little bit. Why wouldn't they talk about that in the recent Nintendo Direct that happened on the 13th? And here's the reason I think. I think that they didn't want to overshadow Astral Chain. It's from the same developer. It's the same kind of button mashing, crazy combos, uh, intense action game, and... If they had showed Astral Chain and then showed Bayonetta 3 right after that, nobody would have been paying attention to Astral Chain anymore. People have a finite amount of attention that they can pay to anything. And, you know, as as we move on, things that that uh, finite amount keeps getting smaller and smaller, I think. Uh, but people have been, would have been too distracted by Bayonetta 3 to pay any attention to Astral Chain. And I think that the Platinum Games and Nintendo are pretty impressed with what they have within, with Astral Chain. Of course, we've only seen a little bit. I thought it looked pretty impressive. I don't know if it's a game for me, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that will love a game like this. And 
if this is coming out and then Bayonetta 3 is coming out later on this year, that that's pretty impressive. Mr. Furukawa, the president of Nintendo, specific, specifically, I can try and say that word right, uh, he specifically said that this year was all dependent on lots of really high-profile releases. So the idea that Bill Trennan is saying that Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year, I think that's probably pretty plausible. However, you could also interpret what he said as he was talking about Astral Chain, not Bayonetta 3. So, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure. And of course, he's also sitting there on a podcast and, you know, he's having a conversation with people. And I just hit the microphone. Sorry about that sound. Um, He's having a conversation with people. Sometimes you misspeak. Sometimes you say things the wrong way. Uh, so maybe it's not coming out this year. Uh, maybe it's coming out next year instead, but we don't know yet. And just because it wasn't in the direct doesn't mean that it's not going to be, uh, shown this year at all. Um, or that it's not going to come out this year at all. All right. The next thing in the lightning round, Astro Bears. If, if you had told me that I would think that this is a good game, I would have told you that you're out of your mind. I would say no way is Astro Bears going to be fun. But the I, I was given a review copy. Uh, my son and I sat down and played Astro Bears. If you've never heard of it, I'm going to give you a quick, uh, a quick rundown. You play as an astronaut bear who lands on this little tiny planet. Think of Super Mario Galaxy, how Mario could run around the planets on that. And you run around the planet. Now, I want you to combine Super Mario Galaxy running around the planet with Snake. You know, not Snake from Metal Gear, but the old Snake game with the arrow keys and as you ate the apples, the line got longer or whatever. Uh, That Snake game. And now I want you to combine that with up to four players and you've got some very, very interesting and hilarious uh, gameplay. Uh, Janet is saying globe snake. Yes, that's exactly how I would describe it. Uh, But... Astro Bear's Party is this very, very cheap game on the Nintendo Switch, and it looks like a crappy budget title, but man, it is really fun, and it is getting a whole bunch of updates, uh, I think starting today, uh, so I got this, this is on my website, runjumpstomp.com, uh, I got this uh, press release today, uh, Sanka, that's the developers, announced today that Astro Bears, a new edition of the compulsively playable hit for Nintendo Switch, will be touching down soon on Nintendo eShop. Astro Bears has been updated with a load of new features and will amp up the fun as a special thank you to fans. Existing owners of the original Astro Bears Party will get the new game for free. So if you already own the original Astro Bears Party, now you're going to get the, the, the new one for free. So I guess it's not really updating the new one. It's just giving you access to the new one for without paying for it. It's really a simple, simple game, and it's very, very fun. And if you don't already own it, I recommend it. Um, I think that there's a first look of it on my YouTube channel as well. So check that out. Let's move on to a game that, man, this is going to blow up the internet. People are very, very excited about this. Darkest Dungeon 2 has been announced. And uh, let me mute that. Darkest Dungeon is this incredibly cool RPG that how do I how do I phrase it 
it is really, really dark and uh, gothic and oppressive and incredibly difficult. And it's also really, really fun. Uh, it's a hardcore RPG style game, and you can definitely have a lot of fun playing it. I interviewed um, one of the developers from the uh, from Darkest Dungeon One, and uh, we had a really great uh, conversation about their game uh, a while back. You know, I'm going to try and find that link and put it in the show notes if I can remember. Uh, and I also have like a review on my YouTube channel. I'll, I'll try and throw that in the show notes as well. I should have thought of that before recording. But Darkest Dungeon 2, here's the thing. We don't know what system it's going to be on yet. Well, I know that it's going to be on PC because it was, there's some, a whole bunch of details over at PCGamer.com uh, where they were interviewing uh, the, you know, whoever's in charge over at Red Hook Studios. They, they were talking to them about this and they, they've got some more details, but it's it's pretty, pretty scant on the details. There's not a lot of detail there. Uh, for Darkest Dungeon 2. And we don't know what system it's going to be on. I hope that it comes to the Switch. Uh, but if it doesn't, I'm going to get it wherever it is because Darkest Dungeon 1 is really, really good. And if you haven't played the first one, I would actually, I, you know, they're 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 just now announcing that they're working on the second one. I don't anticipate that it's coming out for a while. I'd recommend you go out and pick that up. Uh, finally, I just wanted to say that Smite is now free to play on Nintendo Switch. So if you have been waiting, go download it now. It's a really, really great game. I do have one tip for you uh, if you're new. If you're new, you're going to want to turn off the cross-play because you don't want to be playing against people on the PC because they're just going to... or on the other systems, really, because they're going to destroy you. They're going to be so much better than you are. And you want to play against people who are of your skill level because this is a game that has a high skill ceiling, uh, but it is incredibly fun and it's free and you can you can play that game forever without spending a dime. I, I think it's worth buying the God Pack because then you have all of the gods that are in the game and all future gods in the game. But Smite is a really fun MOBA, and it's my favorite MOBA that is on a console. So that's the lightning round for today. I think it's time uh, to wrap up the show. If you are looking for ways to become part of the community, there's a lot of ways to do that. You can join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Um, speaking of runjumpstomp.com, I updated the website. It looks incredibly different now. Um, trying to, I'm trying to focus more on posting things there instead of having it just be a repository for only the podcast. So if you're looking for video game news, make sure you bookmark runjumpstomp.com and, you know, check it out every day. Um, let's see what else you can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you want to get a hold of me, you can easily do that, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can get a hold of me on Twitter at, you guessed it, runjumpstomp. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's many ways to do it. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. Of course, just listening is wonderful. Thank you guys for that. Um, don't forget, I've got another podcast called Run Jump Stomp, of all things. It's a call-in show where you call in and share your thoughts 
on the video gaming industry. Uh, you can find it over at anchor.fm slash run jump stomp. And uh, this week I'm hoping to hear from people who've played Apex Legends and I want to hear what people think about it. Uh, it's not a Nintendo show. It's a entire gaming industry show. Um, but it's a call-in show and it dies without call-in. So please call in uh, to that show. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Until next time. I hope you stay rad. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I was on the Nintendo Dual Screens podcast this weekend. We had a epic two-hour conversation. And if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. Click on the link in the show notes to find out more. Uh, we had a really, really fun time. I'm happy that they invited me. And then this weekend, I am supposed to guest on the Nintendo Gurus... Um, oh God, Nintendo Talk podcast uh, i'm gonna be guesting on there i think that it's live uh, so we'll be recording that on saturday at like 10 or 11 i can't remember off the top of my head uh, so make sure that you check uh check that out as well i'll see you guys all next time until then stay rad bye bye